Hey, this is Sarah Marie, and you're listening to the Soul of Worship, Are You Making a Sound podcast. Here, we study the Word of God in an effort to get to know Him more deeply so we can worship Him more authentically. Hey, God bless friends, Sarah Marie here. So over the next several episodes, we're going to be talking about worshiping God for who he is. If you remember, Jesus said in John chapter 4, verses 23 to 24, that the Father is seeking true worshipers who will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. And in just the previous verse, Jesus tells the woman at the well, you worship what you do not know, but we know what we worship. So in order to worship God in spirit and in truth, we have to know him. And the deeper we know him, the more authentically we can worship him. This is one of the main reasons why the soul of worship ministry has really two main pillars of focus, leading worship and also Bible study. Because there's really no way that we can worship God in the way that he wants us to if we have no idea who he is, what he's about, or what he represents. So over the next few episodes, we'll be talking about some of the aspects of God's character so we can turn that revelation of who he is into powerful, authentic, truthful worship that pleases the Lord. Today, let's worship God because he is the God of hope. For over a year now, we've all experienced something unprecedented in our lifetimes. The entire world faced the same threat of disease, and it felt like the entire world fell under a blanket of fear, anxiety, and worry about the future. Yes, These times were scary, and they still kind of are, and it's normal to feel these very human emotions. Yet as believers in Christ, we do not have to stay in that dark place. We do not have to live captive to our fearful thoughts. We do not have to live in a state of defeat. We can choose to worship over worry and remind ourselves that we have access to the Father of light, the God of hope, and to every victory that he's already won for us. We have certainly been called for such a time as this. There is no coincidence that we've been born into this generation. And so we need to remind ourselves of the mighty and merciful God that we serve and allow that reminding to strengthen our faith. And once we settle our own fears by the power of our Prince of Peace, we can then share that love and that peace of God with others and lead them to the Father as well. So over the next several weeks, we're going to dive deep into the scriptures to understand the biblical definition of hope, what it means to serve a God of hope, and also remind ourselves of the foundational truths of what we should hope for as believers of Jesus Christ and allow all of that to empower our worship onto the Father. First things first. What is hope? 
Now, generally speaking, hope is an optimistic state of mind, a feeling of expectation, and a desire for a certain outcome. We might casually say, I hope it doesn't rain tomorrow because I'd like to take a walk. But keep in mind, that kind of hope doesn't come with any type of guarantees. However, when the Bible speaks about hope, it is revealing the strong and confident expectation that God will fulfill his promises over us. The strength of our biblical hope, it's in God's faithfulness. We can be confident in God's promises because God has always been faithful. So our hope is secure and steadfast because we have no reason to believe that his faithfulness will end with us. Let's go ahead and read in Hebrews chapter 6, verse 13 through 20. And it says, For when God made a promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no one greater, he swore by himself, saying, Surely blessing I will bless you, and multiplying I will multiply you. And so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. For men indeed swear by the greater, and an oath for confirmation is for them an end of all dispute. Thus God, determining to show more abundantly to the heirs of promise the immutability of his counsel, confirmed it by an oath that by two immutable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we might have strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold of the hope set before us. This hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which enters the presence behind the veil where the forerunner has entered for us, even Jesus, having become high priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek. Wow, what a passage. Now, there are three things that stand out to me in the passage that we just read in Hebrews chapter 6. Number one, the immutability of God. To be immutable is to be unchangeable over time. So literally the inability to be changed. God's word and promises are trustworthy because he is unable to change and it is impossible for God to lie. Because of this fact, we can have a strong reassurance that our hope, it's not in vain, but rather a certainty of what is to come. The second point from this passage is that our hope is an anchor of the soul, sure and steadfast. What is the purpose of an anchor? Well, it's a device, usually metal, used to connect a ship to the bed of a body of water to prevent the ship from drifting away due to the waves or wind. The boat may still rock from all of that movement, but the boat will not drift away 
and it won't be lost. So what's the difference between the traditional anchor and an anchor of the soul that is just, that is described as being sure and steadfast? In other words, it's certain and unwavering? Well, that brings me to my third point. We aren't anchored to the earth, but we are anchored to heaven. Let me reread you the verse that says, This hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which enters the presence behind the veil. So what does that mean? It means that our hope is anchored to the very presence of God. Instead of our spiritual lifeline being an anchor that we throw into the depths of the sea, our anchor is thrown into the heights of heaven. Our unbreakable spiritual lifeline is securely connected to behind the veil and allows us to experience the fullness of his presence. We're not anchored down. We're anchored up. And because of Jesus, our forerunner, we too, as Gentiles, have access to every promise of God. Let's go ahead and read Romans chapter 15, verses 7 to 13. And it says, Therefore, receive one another, just as Christ also received us to the glory of God. Now I say that Jesus Christ has become a servant to the circumcision for the truth of God to confirm the promises made to the fathers and that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy as it is written. For this reason, I will confess to you among the Gentiles and sing to your name. And again, he says, rejoice, O Gentiles, with his people. And again, praise the Lord, all you Gentiles. Laud him, all you peoples. And again, Isaiah says, there shall be a root of Jesse, and he who shall rise to reign over the Gentiles. In him, the Gentiles shall hope. Now, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Another incredible passage. Jesus came to fulfill and to confirm every promise made to the generations before us and to make them available to us as well. Not only do we have access to the source of all hope through God, but by believing we can be filled with all joy and all peace and have an overabundance of hope. God does not want us to just have an optimistic mindset, but to be people who are overflowing with joy, with peace and hope in every single promise of God. Did you realize again what that passage said in Romans 15? That because of these promises to the Gentiles, that the Gentiles would release worship. 
The scripture says that they will sing to his name, that they will rejoice, that they will praise the Lord, that they shall rise up and have hope. And so that is what God wants us to have for us to be able to release hope, to release praise because of what he has done for us, because of the promises that we have access to. Even when the storms try to take us off course, if we are overflowing with hope, our anchor of the soul will keep us firmly established in his plans. We will not be lost, but our lifeline will remain firmly connected to the miraculous and powerfully secure atmosphere of heaven. In closing, I want to share three biblical truths to remind us all about why we can feel confident in putting our hope and trust in God. In addition to the immutable, remember, never changing nature of God that we discussed before, the first thing I want to share with you, this first point, is that God is trustworthy. And so I want you to declare this over your life. I want you to say, God, you are trustworthy because God, I know that your word never returns void. Isaiah 55, 11 says, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. The second point, we can say, God, we know that you are trustworthy because God, you fulfill every promise made. As it says in Hebrews 10, 23, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering for he who, for he who promised is faithful. Joshua 21, 45 also says, not a word failed of any good thing which the Lord had spoken to the house of Israel. All came to pass. And the third point that we can focus on and say to the Lord is, God, I know that you are trustworthy because God, you remain faithful forever. Just as it says in 2 Timothy 2.13, if we are faithless, he remains faithful. He cannot deny himself. God can't stop being God and therefore he cannot stop being faithful to us. And Hebrews 13, 8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. When we are secure in our hope, we do not have to allow our thoughts to spiral in the what ifs, but instead we declare the promises of God in the even if. We can praise God and we can worship him and we can say, even if everyone is in chaos, my hope is in the Prince of Peace who gives a peace beyond all understanding. Even if my business has slowed down, my hope is in Jehovah Jireh and I trust that the Lord will provide. 
Even if I get sick, Lord, my hope is in you, Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals. And even if I were to pass away, I have the hope and promise of ultimate salvation and eternal life. So friends, keep your hope alive in Christ. Keep fighting the good fight of faith. Keep trusting in the God of hope. Keep believing God. Luke 1.45 says, Blessed is she who believed, for there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. So let's go ahead right now and let's take all of these truths of his word and let's worship God in spirit and in truth. Father God, we worship you because you are our God of hope. We praise your name because we know that, your, that for your name's sake, you will uphold every promise you've ever made. We worship you because we are confident that you are the one true God and that you hear us when we cry out. We praise you because you are trustworthy. We know that even if the waves and the winds get wild, we are anchored to the stability of heaven. We worship you because we know that you never change. We praise you for your faithfulness and for your mercy that never end. We worship you because you are our God and there is no one else like you. If you're local to Eastern Pennsylvania, or if you don't mind traveling a bit, come join the Soul of Worship Ministry at one of our upcoming outdoor worship and prayer events. Our goal is to bring a revival of hope, love, and unity that can only come from God. Now come out and bring the whole family and make us sound with us. We have events coming up on Friday, July 2nd, Saturday, August 28th, and Saturday, October 2nd. For all of the information and to download the flyers, you can visit soulofworship.com forward slash events. Once again, that's soulofworship.com forward slash events. We'll see you there. Are you walking through a season of barrenness? Do you need to stir up spiritual growth in your life? In worship, are you making a sound? Author Sarah Marie Popolo shares praise and worship that will transform your walk with the Lord. You'll gain new insight into the powerful tool God has given you in worship. Walk through this 12-week Bible study and learn how to use your voice to declare God's promises over your life and watch your desert flourish into a garden of praise and triumph. Available at Amazon, your local bookstore, or at Trilogy.tv. All right, that's it for today's episode. Don't forget to follow the Soul of Worship Ministry on Instagram and Facebook and join the email newsletter so you never miss out on new Bible study resources and live Bible study and worship events. Find it all on www.soulofworship.com. 
Until next time, keep on praising.